0: the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
1: Hey folks, as part of this Life is Strange podcast, there's a brief content warning. We have a small discussion about suicide related to the, the plot point in the first uh, season of Life is Strange, uh, and there is uh, copious discussions of racism due to the uh, strong themes of immigration, racism, and isolation in the second season of Life is Strange. So just a heads up. Welcome to Waypoints. We don't have a title for this. It's the end of the year. We're doing podcasts <laughs> about a bunch of games that we all really liked. We don't probably should have some sort of branding. Maybe they'll be maybe they'll insert branding, and then we'll just like dump that in later. Yeah. But the, yeah. look, the, the long and short of it is that uh, as part of our end of the year stuff, we've got top ten lists. We've got uh, personal essays about reflections about the year that was. Uh, we have conversations one on one between staff members about their top ten lists, and we also have a series of podcasts about. Games that had a lot of overlap between different members of Waypoint. Games that kind of spoke to uh, a bunch of us in different ways. Um, And one of those is the first episode of the uh, second season of Life is Strange. Although I'm going to shoehorn the game that's actually on my top ten list, which is the, uh, the, the the, uh, the awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit.
0: Excellent. which it still
1: ties in. Like, it, it, I'm, I'm going to argue it's fine, because um, I want yeah. to make sure I can make some points about that in here, because um, as much as I <laughs> liked Life is Strange's first episode, uh, the one that I actually ended up putting on my list was, was specifically Captain Spirit. But um, to do that, I am joined uh addition myself uh, by uh, Danielle.
2: Hi. How's it going?
1: And Kato. Hey. Um, so... Just briefly to sort of set up, you know, this is the second season in uh, Don't Nod's uh, sort of surprise success. I'm not sure anyone had uh, a real sense that uh, Life is Strange was going to be not just good, but like a genuine hit. Uh, It seemed like even Square and Don't Nod were taken aback by this story of uh, friendship and potential... Uh, Potentially more. I'm just gonna say we're gonna spoil, like we're yeah, we're gonna spoil the original Life is Strange. We're gonna we're gonna spoil the prequel series. We're gonna spoil the first episode. So if you haven't played any of that, you know, just fair warning, like we're gonna go off limits in terms of what people want to talk about and not want to talk about. So we're just gonna uh, let that ride. Um, But yeah, you know, Life is Strange was uh, you know about uh, two women. Uh, It was a you know, pitch as a time traveling story but like really i think the thing that connected correct if i'm wrong if people feel otherwise was like the story of these two women of a friendship of something that could blossom into something more feelings of isolation feelings of loneliness like trying to find your family where you fit in the world uh uh, spoke to a lot of themes that felt uh as as sort of like cheesy and goofy as the original season was it uh felt very authentic in a way that was so different than uh, a lot of other games, especially games that try to convey stories of young love, young discovery, um, or teenagers. A lot of that stuff just really doesn't come across uh, very well. Life is Strange seemed to find a way to stick the landing uh, in a way that uh, other games really struggled. And there's been, you know, a couple of years since that original season. The the uh, developers don't nod did not work on but consulted on the prequel series before the storm um that had some some mixed reception i liked it it was i thought it was okay it had a sh- really shitty ending um <laughs> yeah. uh, that, we, that we really don't need to get into cuz it was really bad um and this second season uh you know it, uh, comes from the original developers so i'm curious like not only to, to tee up this second season but like w- what was everyone's feelings on life is strange your expectations before you played that first season what you were thinking about going to the second season um like where what was the journey for everyone i know danielle i'm gonna start with you because i know you have <laughs> extremely strong feelings about life is strange so why, yeah. why don't you kind of take us on a little bit of your own journey with the series and how we arrive at uh, the second season
2: yeah of course uh so yeah again the first one kind of came out of nowhere i think for me I, it was just like wow this this game is basically like a 90 well for me, it did not take place in the 90s, but it felt very 90s, sort of like yeah, its heart yeah. was in the 90s in some ways, like the cheesy dialogue, the goofy jokes, the uh, the puzzles were very, you know, the first one had this, this sort of, uh, it was like a time travel mechanic, but it was also like, that's how they did the puzzles, and that's how they right. sort of threw it all in together. I, you know... Max and Chloe, ride or die. They're in love as far as I'm concerned. And, of course, the ending that I chose, I was very happy with uh, riding off (laughs) into the sunset with my girlfriend. You know, very, very happy.
1: Fuck that city.
2: (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but fuck that city. It was very, I know I've said this before, but it was a very, like, you know what? Uh, Look, this is is the only way they can be in love. They're going to have to leave the small town. This is this is cool. As you got to leave. Sh- there were better
1: yeah. choice th- th- there were sh- they were shitty binary endings that yes, forced I you to agree. like the, the ending it's, everyone It's just wanted. a
3: metaphor about leaving your home behind, you know. Oh. The town is still <laughs>
1: <laughs> And the whales
3: all die too. Thousands of people died at that whales. ending. <laughs> no, just you know. Two people went He's off to the live their else. lives together. That's what happened.
1: Exactly. In
2: that Sometimes you gotta write up to the sunset. And you, you and me, Daniel. Fun. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yes. That's right, Kato. Exactly. That's the uh, ending I, I wanted
1: to choose, but I couldn't do it. Like I just could. Like I was like, no. I, I mean, yes. Like in my heart of hearts, yes. Go, go share your love. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. But I was like, yo, like, you might kill your mom by making yeah. this choice. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> it's it's a very deep metaphor about queer love. You might kill your mom. Your mom might might. pass out from the the shock.
3: Oh, God.
2: (laughs) That's dark. I'm sorry. But, yeah, uh, (laughs) that's how I I did the first one. And then I I really liked the prequel uh, mostly. Uh, I I thought the writing in that actually – with each chapter even though i know it's been different studios has i think the writing has actually kind of gotten a little closer and closer to something approaching a reality whereas the first game was very very heightened very 90s yeah. like almost sitcom-ish at points and then and then it kind of dipped into dark territory um, and then yeah going into this i was sort of i was of the opinion that this series has always been really queer right it's really it's really been about like young queer women and sort of their love stories and their intense relationships and the ways in which women who love each other, it it could be a little ambiguous. Is this like a sexual relationship or is this like a, just an intense friendship? So, of course, I really uh, got into that. I thought that was really amazing. And they also, supported
1: like not just like it wasn't just queer subtext. Like it was queer text. Yes, it was text. real. And especially yes. in the prequel, they took even some of this. Like the, if the first season was – too much subtext and not enough yeah. text. The second season was like, ah, fuck it. Here like, it is. It's, just, it's, just, it's just super gay now. Um, it's
2: gay, yeah. All, exactly. all the
1: way, all the way to the point of having like the shitty queer trope, uh, yep. you know, at the end tying into you know the what the events of the Life is Strange. But you didn't have to do it at the end. You didn't have to. Anyway, we don't even have that No, to I agree. Path. I
2: agree completely. You know how I feel about tropes yes. sometimes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, 100. percent uh, but I I, I don't want to say I was taken aback by the fact that the direction would be different here. It, it was more like, this is a concern I have. Like, of course, I'm always going to want more games about young queer women because I was a young queer woman. Um, but I wasn't like, okay, I'm mad now that it's not gay. It was, I didn't go into it like that, but I did have that sort of extra <laughs> level of scrutiny, if that right. makes sense. Like, all right, if this is not going to be a gay love story, it better be good. And I was very pleasantly surprised by it. I, I should also mention that I, I was... Floored by Captain Spirit, which I know we'll talk about more, uh, Patrick. Uh, yeah, we when can. You're d- we can. It, yeah, we
1: can dump into that yeah. later. Yeah, I guess we should set up the second season a little bit, in which you have sure. um, Sean, sixteen-year-old Daniel or uh, 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 Daniel, uh, age nine. They live yeah. in Seattle. They're uh, immigrants uh, from from Mexico. Um, their uh, father uh, Esteban um, runs kind of like a like a car shop out of like his garage, um, and. Uh, you know, it's a it's a story that is I mean, there are story there is, you know, themes of friendship and and bonding and, and love and like family and isolation, but it very much like moves it away from uh, as Daniel mentioned, like the sort of uh you know, is this friendship, is this love, like discovering like from your sort of like your your sexual and, and romantic identity when you're uh, when you're a youth as you're going into a young adult to like being more consistent with some of the you know themes of the election in 2016 you know yeah. around immigration and harassment and and
2: police this, yeah and yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's it's isolation
1: and family but in a in a different context and so Kato I'm curious like you know for you like how did you take that jump from the first one to the second one like where did yeah. where did you land as you got into that first episode
3: I mean I was. I was also pretty skeptical. I was worried because it felt a little bit like they were like, oh, this marginalized identity did really well for us. Let's try another one. <laughs> oh, no. Like, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. That's terrible. Right? Yeah. That's why I was worried going in. I was like, oh, no. Is this going to be okay? You've got a whiteboard out. Yeah, just like, uh, all right. Uh, you know, <laughs> queer. Uh, all right. immigrant next. You know, like just crossing them off like, was the next? list. Um and I hoped I hoped they would take it more with more <laughs> seriousness than that, and it ended up that they did. Um, but yeah, like I uh, really enjoyed Life is Strange One. Uh, picked the same ending as Danielle. That's uh, right. Hell yeah. Canonically <laughs> canonically die and, <laughs> um, and I was when I had come to the first game, I was very surprised because I only knew Don't Nod from that game uh, Remember Me. Right, uh, which I was like, they're doing a what now? A ad- like, uh, Telltale style adventure game? What's going on? Um, and it was I loved? I really enjoyed it. Uh, played through it through it with my wife, which was really fun um, to kind of because of the time travel mechanic in that game, being able to go back and check choices like because we would often <laughs> split on things Is like which one do we like the outcome of better it's like oh yeah you're right let's let's go with that one was the funny which funny made like do? that
1: uh moment was it in the third episode the one um where you uh oh the, the girl who uh you you're know can can jump off right uh, right the roof of the school yes and that is tied in the tension of chloe actually finding the limits of right. her powers where yeah. you can't go back on a choice. Like, I remember writing about that moment for Kotaku because it was, like, deeply affecting because, like, I I've, I've yep. fucked up. Like, I, I messed up a choice that, like, I – there's, like, a, a specific moment in that sequence where, like, the way it's kind of working is that based on information you've learned about her family, if, like – I think if you can, like, match that stuff up and answering questions, you can sort of, like, talk her off the ledge. Yeah. And I panicked and Oof. got one wrong and, like – you know, things did not uh, go well for anyone uh, right. involved. And I, I remember just being like, "Yeah." You know, as much as that, we remember that, uh, you know, I rightly say it was a story about, you know, a story of Max and Chloe, like that still like, at times was like the most affecting moment I had in that whole series, specifically because of that tension between like, it's a mechanic that allows you to, quote-unquote, like, fix things. Right. And then, like, there's a moment where the game just completely takes it away from you yeah. in a in a, a sequence that was, I, I found, like, utterly horrifying to to play through and to sort of yeah. live with the concept. I, I could have gone back to my save, and I, I I didn't. I, right. I lived with it. I was like, I'm going to try and abide by it because I think it's more true to the story that's supposed to play out.
3: Right. Um. And that's another thing. Because that was so – that. Mechanic was so integral to the way that you did make choices in that game. I was really curious about what was going to happen in this one. Uh, I ended up skipping Captain Spirit just because of time; like, I never got around to it, yeah. um, and so I had no clue about like what, if any, mechanic would come into the choices. And I guess we can get into it more once we're like into like the meat of it. But like, um, apparently, there is a tie-in right to Captain Spirit. Like.
1: yeah so yeah like in the you know in the first episode we don't get a sense of uh it's pretty like grounded in I mean yeah. yes there yeah. is there is a moment right. <laughs> like where the shit right. the shit which actually you know <laughs> the thing I want to touch on you know is kind of like talk to folks about uh like the moment that this episode clicked for you given the different context, given the different situations that you're being dropped into uh the what you found interesting about it is i think can often be pretty different than the first season because even though some of the thematic Moments are kind of fall in line, like the actual context is in. I think makes it uh, pretty different. Like, f- you know, for me, the moment like the episode clicked, like there was there was the, the explosive moment where like literally like things sort of pop off um, uh, in the lawn when there's the confrontation with the shitty racist yeah, yeah. Uh, maga hat. If they put maga hats in the game, yeah. um, yep. neighbor. Um, and even just outside of the confrontation with the police and when you get some glimpse of the powers that Daniel uh, seems to have, um, like that confrontation between uh, Sean and the neighbor, uh, I, I think underscores something you were mentioning, Danielle, which is my favorite parts about this this first episode and what hopefully is indicative of the whole season, is where they writing – if it had the same soap operay 90s slightly detached ironic uh feel of the first season, I don't think they could get away with scenes like that like they yeah, yeah. the that confrontation on the lawn like I'm not gonna profess that I have you know outside of what I've witnessed watched videos of, you know, that's not something that's in my everyday life, but it came across to me as something uh if not deeply authentic, more authentic than other games that have dabbled in trying to depict. Uh, moments of, of of racism, harassment um, in real life. Like I that like sequence, and then when when uh, Sean wants to go over, and I think I allowed him to punch the shit out of that yeah. dude mm-hmm. because fuck him. Yeah. Um. uh I don't that 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 whole sequence was very raw for me in a way that sold me on the whole thing going forward.
2: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right that the go fuck your selfie wouldn't uh, would not play <laughs> no. in, in in sort of this context. I actually was <clears throat> I was pretty into it uh, very very early on uh, even even though even given that extra skepticism knowing that all right they're they're gonna be straight it's fine uh, <laughs> I I just really liked that uh, the, the sort of first sequence where you're controlling Sean you you have a scene with uh, the father and the little brother with Daniel and the father and there's just such a sense of like real love here and like yeah this is the way they're gonna talk to each other they're family they make fun of each other a little bit like there there's like a okay. A contest over who gets the last like piece of candy and it's just kind of like a funny light like all right this, this this guy's a good dad he's like doing his best but also like really cares about his son's lives you get a sense if you're the kind of player like who like me who needs to see every little detail you know going through like sean's text messages and like his relationship with his friends with you know his friends who are women his friends who are dudes with like his boss with his dad they actually have a whole conversation about whether or not he was, like, getting high or whether or not he was going to (laughs) drink beer. And it's, like, very real, and it just seems like this is a good dad who's very reasonable, who's like, just be honest with me, son. Like, you know, you're going to get drunk. You're 16. I get it. Like, you got to be responsible. I saw that
1: sequence, and I was like,
2: I want to be that dad. I'll give my kid 20 bucks (laughs) to telling me you're going
1: to get drunk. Buy some craft beer instead of that bullshit, man. Like uh, (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. that that it's that's so that all. That was a stand like just that that specific that scene in the yeah. garage between yep. um Sean and and his father was yep. like it, it uh yeah spoke <laughs> to me like that is not a conversation I ever had my with my own father but it felt like a <laughs> no. very r- real exchange. My, my father yeah. is the one that like wants to know so that he can like punch me in the arm about it. Um, <laughs> yep. But uh oh here's a here's a crucial question uh, uh to Daniel Alcado did did you hug your father?
0: Yes. Yeah. Not yeah. in
1: real life. I mean, yeah. like, in, in the game. <laughs> yeah. yes. I, did yeah. yes. I did not. I did not. I did not think, I, I d- yes, did I want to hug the father? Because, yo, I want this to be my dad. Yeah. True. But did I think Sean wanted to hug his father? No, I did Probably not. Probably not. No, I did but
3: not. But that, that that scene in particular was the first step in me being more okay with this game. Um, mm-hmm. Because, <laughs> so, like, I, as, you know, as a person of color coming into a story about, people of color yeah. you're always wondering like how what tropes are going to fall into like what sort of things they're going to like take shortcuts on and the big thing is like mechanic is already a thing like that is definitely a trope of like Hispanic men being mechanics and I was like that's fine like it's not a huge like trope to like have to fall into but then also the other one that I was worried about seeing that he was a mechanic was the like machismo like toxic masculinity thing that often happens yeah. with uh uh you know a trope that like he's gonna
1: be in a gang and, or, or like not know. even as
3: far as gang just like the way that they talk about like it's just like fully bought into like the patriarchal like society like structure yeah. that uh happens i mean it doesn't actually happen all the time it's a trope and right, that's what, right but like the fact that he was so loving and caring and like wasn't that and wanted the hug and like I like hugged him because I was like great we're breaking this fucking bullshit <laughs> yeah. trope of toxic Mac. He's like I'm like I'm all in for this. Um <laughs> the the really big moment though that like really fucking cinched it for me was the the scene in the um the whole um part in the um the the the, the gas station convenience store. Right. Right. Sure. Um the this this idea of being watched when you're in a space that is unfamiliar to you and you're not sure like i i recently felt this like in my personal life when i i went on a on vacation with uh my wife's family to yellowstone and we drove between yellowstone and colorado and we had to make pit stops and there were areas and stores and places that i didn't know how they were going to react to a hispanic person even being there like right. there was lots of You know, a lot of uh, Trump, like, things on lawns and that sort of stuff where you're just like, you are instantly put on edge by the fact that this convenience store at this gas station also sells, like, guns and hunting equipment and, like, the register, the person at the register is wearing a MAGA hat. Like, this wasn't that explicit, which is actually how it happens more often, right? Is like you don't know when a person is, like, what a person is thinking about you just based on the color of your skin. And... That scene, I think, did a really good job of kind of communicating that feeling of you're being watched, like, and you're not sure what that person is thinking, but they're watching you. Um, uh, And I was worried, another thing going into that, I was worried that they were going to try to, like, flip it and be like, oh, it's, and it ended up being fine, right? And, like, I think that that. She's one of the good ones. Right, exactly. Like, that's the thing that it it could, that is dangerous about doing that is, like, Oh, like it's all in your it's all in your mind, you're making it up, you're just paranoid when no It's just it's... economic anxiety. Right. Oh like, my it's not God. actually God.
2: racism. God <laughs> Send a
3: New York Times reporter out to that gas station. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um what which I'm super glad that they avoided and like the kind of terrifying moment of also this the power difference between, you know, being a teen even a teenager that could maybe fight back and like having someone much older than you kind of like grab you and physically like hold you down like i um as a kid i was once falsely accused of graffitiing so my high school was next door to this kind of open air shopping center but like high-end shopping center that was kind of like a mall with nice stores but it was open air and so like kids would go in after school and just hang out there was a movie theater whatever but like once i was accused of graffitiing a store um and i was like stopped by the security they don't even have like it's not real police it's like like the security for the, the mall, like, mall security area. who then who Fall then floor. calls the real police exactly a problem. exactly and like
1: <laughs> who tend to have like it, it like default police like and like they don't even ego like our problems yeah but mall, mall police like Especially because they don't from... actually
3: have the power to make you stay anywhere. No. A thing no. I only learned mm-hmm. until after this encounter. But like that yeah. feeling of not being like they didn't even touch me, and I'm like I quit right. I cannot move. I am frozen to the spot, and like, oh my God, it fucking sucked because it ended up like, at first I was like, they're just looking for any kids, but then I, later on, I, the, the 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 police uh rep- once the police report came in, the testimony from the person who called the security guards was like two white teens and they stopped me and my friend mm. a black guy and a hispanic guy at like the corner of the, the school and and the shopping center so like this is a thing that i've God. experienced firsthand and it felt like i immediately remember that moment and i was like this right. game is it understands these power dynamics and it's like putting them front and center in a really really important way um uh,
1: What did you – I'm curious then if you bought and sold that. One of the criticisms I've seen of some of where that story goes is the escalation from there um, where you do get kidnapped. You get put into sort of like a storage, you know, in like a a back of the the station while they they call in um, that you and your brother are on the run and, you know, had this encounter with the police back in Seattle. like what did you take, what was your response to like the escalation? Is that just like, oh, this is just dramatic effect and like what's key is that it gets these lower, lower key moments right and you know, or, or is it more that like, Hey, like, actually, the secret fear of a lot of people when they're being watched that way is, like, you don't know which one of these motherfuckers actually is the one that is going to snap. And so, yes, this may come across as, like, well, that's not going to happen. But, like, that seems like a very easy thing for a white person to say when it's like, yo, that could never happen to me. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you never know what sort of person is going to, like decide that they're like the quote unquote hero for the day or whatever. Like, you <laughs> they're going to be the mall
1: cop. Exactly. That like takes it, exactly. Takes the law into their own hands while they call in the police. Um, and that's basically what yeah. happens yeah. Like in that situation.
3: Yeah. No, I totally like, again, maybe it is because I've had that that specific thing happen to me that right. I was like, no, this is like, this is real. Like, like the, 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 like I wasn't even token, taken aback by the fact that he like fucking handcuffed him. Like it, that felt like a like a narrative thing that needed like you needed to make that 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 person stay in one place and have like but like I felt like it was the same feeling of powerlessness that was like really being pushed through like this um, when there's that like you know like. I've decided that you did something wrong, even if I have no evidence, or, like, I've decided that you are a bad person. Like, yeah. that kind of a helplessness of be- feeling trapped in that situation. Like, I think even if that specific thing doesn't happen in real life, I think the feelings that it was pushing across were about the right level of heightened, like... The, 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 the feelings felt right. Like, it felt right. It felt right. like the right amount of, like, scared. And even if, like, that specific is very rare that's always the fear right like and you never know like and it does happen like think really horrible shit does happen like right. even worse yeah. like that person right. like could have disappeared those two that, that kid like and just like decided like nah I'm taking the justice into my own hands. They are in like, the forest. There is exactly. I mean exactly legitimate... yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, Guys so... probably got a truck. So I mean, it seems like <laughs> yep. uh,
1: it, it, it seems like part of what we're touching on there, and uh, this only I think is reemphasized by your own response to this, Cato, is that uh, somehow this this series gets away, not gets away, but manages to like run this fine line where it uses hyperbole and dramatic effect in a way that on paper it shouldn't be able to get away with but because like the characters the situations and specifically like the dialogue and often the voice acting is uh, feels authentic to a degree that when it like turns the screws in a way that are is hyper dramatic for uh, maybe storytelling purposes um, to try and like heighten that specific emotion to like to an 11 it's able to do that without feeling cynical because or or that it's not uh not credible because it's it's in line with an escalation of feelings that feel authentic through the rest of the storytelling which is seems true with sort of like the isolationist feeling the feeling of being watched in the second season and then you know uh notions of of queer identity in the first season yeah totally
2: yeah and they do some really smart design things to kind of really sort of embody you and sean and really like understand his point of view in a lot of like just smart, subtle ways. I think the drawing is really lovely in this and it's yeah. optional. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to do it. Again, this is one of those things where like the designers are saying, This is a small little thing. If you're the type of player who enjoys this shit, you're gonna love it. And if not, don't even worry about it. But it's it's the sort of thing where it's like, oh, you're you're drawing with him and it's like a very simple mechanic. You're just sort of like filling in uh, you know, some blanks. Like really, really simple. But it shows you like Sean is observant. He really this is like what he's seeing when he's walking around. He's like a really thoughtful, artistic kid. And it's like just little tiny touches like that, I think, are always... I'm always in favor of those kinds of things, even if they are optional. Because it really is going to make you feel something for that character. And I think, like, really identifying with these characters is what allows them to thread that needle. Even yeah. even when things are, like, a little high and low and, like, a little bit ridiculous in this series. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, um, I remember one of my favorite moments was uh, the sequence before they get to the gas station when... Uh, they are on the road and then kind of going through the forest and, like, you really get this this moment where the brothers have to start establishing this new identity and this new relationship for themselves. And, like, I really found myself empathizing with Sean's situation where he, you know, his brother doesn't know what happened and he sort of, like, blacked out during the sequence where he used his powers. He doesn't know that he was involved in this whole sequence of events and why they're leaving. He just thinks they're going... Camping, or you know, he's just too young to really. You know, at the age of nine, he's just kind of going along with what his big brother says. Like, it's a very common dynamic. You know, I had a younger brother who's only two years different, but I, I do not remember a lot of the inter- interactions. But you know, I, my that the way that my parents would tell him, it's like, yeah, basically, whatever you did, like your brother did too. So, like, I can very much <laughs> yeah, see, yeah. like, yeah. what do we like to be in a situation like that with a sibling? And my heart just broke every time you that like the camera would cut to Sean knowing that he needs to tell his brother that their father is dead and that their lives are, like, completely changed. And just the the way it just rung that out for, you know, like, a good yeah. hour. Um yeah. In a way that, like, you just under- you understood why he wasn't doing it because mm-hmm. it was it meant he had to face what happened. And how do you explain that to a 9-year-old? Like, a 16-year-old can barely understand the concept of death, but, like, a 9-year-old, a that's, like, not even – you know, it's lots of things are unfair, but like trying to even just explain that whole concept to someone that young is just, I don't know. Like I, you know, as someone that, you know, lost a parent and stuff like that. Like yeah. it's, I found that whole sequence to be just like really harrowing. And like when they actually, ha- like instead of just totally harping on those moments, like getting them out into the woods to try and like just walk around and like have quiet moments with one another, like the skipping the rocks thing. Yeah. was like yeah. really well done. Just all the little things you can do with each other uh, were some of my favorite moments for the first season. And it just, it seems like they took all the right lessons from the, the little the little touches of the first season and found new ways to express that mechanically and narratively in the second season, uh, in a way that like just fleshed out these characters like really really quickly, um, in, in a way that I found like be, like be profoundly effective. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: And like this, so I'm the oldest of four. Like this game was like fucking. Someone decided like we're gonna make a game that's gonna fucking specifically target Kado. Like everything that has ever happened in Kato's I life. I feel seen, like, but I feel too seen. Yeah, this like is fucking, <laughs> who's too much. Watching? God, stop looking at. Okay, um,
1: and so wait, so wait, so what's the what's the hierarchy of uh, it, uh of your siblings? It's me.
3: My brother's a year younger than me. Next down is uh five year younger than us. That's my sister, and then our um youngest sister is oh i always forget if it's nine or ten because it's so it's such a big gap uh well, that's that's the that's the
1: more important part right yeah. like that's 10 years is i mean that's yeah that's a huge amount of time yes. in between yeah. siblings
3: yeah um and so like i've had the 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 whole range of experiences of like you know the the person that's like we're the same we're growing up together versus the person that right. i am like being looked up to and like have more like even more influence over in a way right and like having like decide like yeah like because i was the eldest oftentimes it would sometimes fall to me because i like you know i was the eldest so like right certain like conversations would never have like they would never happen between the the younger siblings but like they would come up and ask me, like, well, what is this thing? And I was like, uh, like, <laughs> <laughs>
2: um.
1: I don't like being the default. Yeah, exactly. That was the word. <laughs> um, you gotta invert life control somehow <laughs> <right>? and <laughs> move yeah. it to someone else.
3: Um, and so, and also, um, just there was a lot of time where, um, both of my parents worked. So there was, and like, the, um, there was a lot more interaction with us than like if you're an only or only there's only two of you like and like right. parents are more around um like like I had a lot of uh you know of of this like how do I explain this to a younger person like well it seems or, like
1: you were having to adopt just by the nature of like the the the, the year gap adopt a lot of like parental responsibilities yes, exactly yeah. just because you're the person. Around and it's like different when it's you know age 10 and 20, and right? Like, like my, my brother, me and my brother two years apart. Like, I mean, it, you know, when you're really young, like, you know, but the difference between four and six is huge, right. but like not that big, you know, 14, 16, but, you know, no, 16 yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my youngest, my youngest sibling is currently in college, which is wild to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, oh wow, um, but so like, I think they, they really. Again, speaking from experience, like it felt like the 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 way that Sean doubts and like can't come to, you know, explain this to his brother and the way that. He like knows the like knows the tricks, right? Like, oh like I'll I can distract him with this uh this game or this can or like whatever I can buy myself two hours with this. Exactly. That is very, very that felt very authentic and very well done to me. Uh (laughs) just but having, you know, a bit of experience in uh (laughs) avoiding conversations with younger (laughs) (laughs)
2: people.
1: uh danielle was there like any other like real standout moments in in that first episode which one note is it's like surprisingly long like it was uh you know it's closer on the three hour and i mean we're not getting the second episode for i think not till january february and we'll touch on what we're looking forward to on that stuff towards the end of this conversation but were there any other like real standout moments from from the episode for you
2: yeah there's a couple of things uh one i guess i just want to shout out again uh really subtle little details like how the text changes on sean's stuff from like pre pre horrible event post horrible event it's like he he's all excited about the condoms and the girl and, and all this stuff and then after that he's like i don't even the party was like a month ago it feels like and it was like the day before which is again love the subtle touches uh, i did want to ask uh i Another thing as a as a dog owner. I mean, that's
0: they Please. they like
2: pick up this dog and they're like, "Can we keep it?" You know, like, "All right, we'll we'll keep the dog." And I I was just like, "I both love this choice and hate this choice." <laughs> because it's like, of course they want the dog. She's adorable right. and great and wonderful man how are they gonna take care of a dog no. it's fine it's fine it was It was really good it was really good because it's like it's also showing sean as his like having to kind of be a parent now and like trying to make those decisions wisely but also he's 16 so he's, he's yeah still definitely like youthful and, and interesting i did want to ask just uh briefly how people felt about the blogger guy the like <laughs> oh like
1: the, the seth he, rogan character he, yeah yes. the episode uh-
2: <laughs> keep ocean city weird guy <laughs> like what was oh my god
3: what
1: was
2: your reaction to him because i i actually of mixed feelings i sort of the guy himself the character himself is actually very entertaining and kind of fun yeah there was a whiff of the white savior yeah about it you know that that is a trope that is like kind of kind of a thing here and it's like not a hundred percent obviously this is presented in in like a pretty sort of interesting way but well, he also had the uh
1: he had like probably the closest thing this episode has to the uh, "go fuck yourself y quote, which is, yes. "Bro, everything is political." Yeah, um, which I, yep. on some level, I uh, I did a, like. Yeah. it's like on one level, I appreciated it, right? Because I kind like, of wish it wasn't again, that like,
3: character. Maybe just because of <laughs> her, right,
1: like right, right. Like there was probably yes. like a better way than like than like white dude living off of like family wealth that he. But I've, oh, but I've gotten away from my family, so I don't have that money anymore, uh, being the okay, one that but, says, like, yeah. <laughs> everything is political. So, you know, probably a stumbling block there, not the best vehicle for uh, a phrase that, as as clumsy as it is, like, says something about what the game's larger point is. Yeah. Um,
2: and it ties into a moment early on where he's looking at, like, a political science book. He's like, I don't care about politics. Sean is saying that. Yeah. Kind of, I don't care about politics. So it's like this cute little, all right, you went there. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No,
1: no, 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 no. And so it's, yeah, I like, I will say the thinking back on the character and the role he serves, I like less than in the moment, like, yeah. the character actor, the dialogue it, sold it just yeah. enough that, like, I laughed. I found him to be charming. And, like, it's the kind of thing where, like, when we're having this conversation and I think back, at, like, the role he serves in the story, I'm like, eh, probably better ways this could have been handled even if you still included the character. But like, it's again like a testament to Life is Strange as a series and something that like happens over and over in in the first season and indicative in this one where like there was enough there that I was like, yeah, like this is cool. Like I liked, I did like the moment when like when he pulls Sean aside and like has like sort of the fatherly like real talk with him. Like I thought those moments were effective. It was also like a nice tie-in to well, I guess for you, motherfuckers, did you just see like a wrecked city? I saw a pristine Arcadia Bay that was covered. Nah, was recover. fucking wrecked.
3: There's nothing there. <laughs> <There's> nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Not nothing just there. a plaque.
1: <laughs> oh, people haven't been to this town in, in years. They just left it all behind. God. Um, and so yeah, like it's it, I, that character in the moment worked for me more than h- how I felt about it in retrospect, yeah. I guess, yeah. is, like, the I, the way I generally felt about how that yeah,
3: worked. Yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, it's, it, his role in the story isn't great, but the character itself had good dialogue, yeah. and, like, was yeah. interesting, uh, um, funny, and, like, yeah, specifically that conversation, I think, turned me around on him at the very end there. Um, and the fact that he leaves, right? right? Yes. So I, think, yes. I yes. think
1: the way, so I think the way where, like, the, the white savior trope would really get them into trouble is if, oh, like, they're just going to go on a road trip with this dude for the next four episodes. And like, this becomes like the, you know, the crew that they're rolling with. So the fact that he is more or less, you know, a character that comes in so that Sean, you know, in place of Sean's father to give him the chance to breathe and then step into that more authoritative figure that, uh, you know, Daniel's going to need if they're going to get out of this or however they get out of this. Um, I think it's like decently effective at doing that, and and they're smart in you know maybe he'll maybe you can call him you know I you know I wouldn't be surprised if he appears or is some sort of side character, yeah. but, um, oh, but I would the, actually they, hope that he's just gone. They,
3: yeah, they get rid of the phone.
2: Yeah, they yeah, don't have his yeah. contact anymore, right?
1: I, that's true. That's true. Like, that's true. Gone. So I, I I hope I hope they they stick they stick to yeah, that because same. I think he serves his purpose, and then if this story is gonna go you know where i would want it to go or i don't know where i actually don't know where they fill this out for four episodes like i'm you know we can get to that again in, in a minute but um i hope they get there like on their own yeah. um yes. and, uh, by by him leaving at the end at least gives me some confidence that they were smart enough to realize having him around for too long would be would be a problem just it would it would under it would undermine you know whatever arc they want these characters to go on for sure yeah. like even avoiding uh, or, or even putting aside all the, the tropey nature of it definitely um were there uh i, I guess you know we, we're talking about that bit that didn't t- you know kind of mixed worked for us like are there parts that didn't work for either of you like what what parts bothered you didn't didn't land you know fell you know you know Kyle, you mentioned a lot of this you know this, the tropes it managed to avoid or the ones that it was playing with it seemed to play with Smartly or at least aware with the landmines? Was there stuff that, like, didn't work for you at all?
3: Nothing that is sticking, and it's been a while, so, like, maybe on a second right. playthrough, I would uh, be able to, like, really, like, notice some things, but nothing that has stuck with me since I played it, so nothing okay. super major. Um, I I do hope that they don't fall. This is another one I hope they avoid. uh, with, uh <laughs> Um this one being just like the friendship that he has with uh, I forgot her name. His like friend. Jenny? Yeah. Jenny. Jenny? Uh, Maybe Sam? Let me see. No, that's <laughs> I'm I'm clicking
1: on this, this uh Wikipedia entry to see if I can pull up.
2: Uh
1: uh
3: Lila.
2: I was too totally wow. <laughs>
3: that <exact>, yeah. The <laughs> original friend at the
1: beginning, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Lila, Ly- yeah, Park. Um oh, Lila has it a... right, okay. Sean has a crush on uh, Jen. Right. The, that's like just, that's where As Jen an aside, from. their their whole arc was so also really good at yes, the beginning. Yes. I, I love that they so I love that good. they set up knowingly that like, oh, like they're gonna hook up at some point. And then like they just wipe that yep. away really quickly to be like, nah, no, actually, like they're just really, really close friends. And actually Lila is trying to do whatever she she makes sure that he gets a condom yeah. so that he yep. hangs up.
2: <laughs> I think and, and, I can't remember.
1: And, like I remember being like deeply implied that Lila is queer, uh, but I can't. I can't remember if that was explicit or not. But I never. I never really seem to get that vibe from that that character that uh, they right. were like trying to introduce characters kind of across the spectrum.
3: I, um,
2: yeah, she says something about who she hooked up with. There's yeah, some. Yeah, I thought him, there I was. Think. I thought there was some yeah.
1: some bit. Yeah,
3: that's the one I'm trying to. I I hope they don't come back to her and actually make her a romantic interest. Like I don't think they yeah. will. But that's the one thread that's still loose that I feel like they could fuck up. But um, going forward, I actually yeah like think. No, sorry we. Yeah, sorry I lost my train of thought there. Are you
1: good? Uh, D- Danielle, what about what about you? Like, were things that didn't quite work with you, or in you know, if uh, absent that, you know, what are you what are you hoping from the sort of the the, the upcoming you know three or four four episodes? I think
2: yeah yeah so mostly i was almost like holy shit yeah there, it feels very very tight it feels very very even though it's a longer episode it did feel super tight uh, mm-hmm. for me the only things that i think were mixed again were the, the white blogger guy and then you know you could you could always like nitpick with these games for sure on sort of like okay well did we need the supernatural stuff in this case like was it actually um because it, in the case of like something like captain spirit it 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 really made sense. It was, it was like, a really nice kind of note at the very end of that. Well, uh, it almost was better
1: absent, like, anything else. Like, I'm so curious how they integrate yeah. that because <laughs> Captain Spirit as its own little story that just has a little supernatural stinger at the end was, like, really touching. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know, I guess I give them the benefit of the doubt. They deserve it at this point, like, largely. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm curious how that actually ties in more broadly or especially
3: especially since the supernatural elements of the of the first game were so intrinsic to the way that story was told like you're wondering like what they're going to do to integrate it this time sorry I interrupted
1: you oh no
2: it's fine it's all good Uh, it it is in keeping with sort of the theme of the of the series Um, but there wasn't much in uh, before the storm. I guess, if I'm recalling correctly, there None. wasn't no. much. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, was there something with the trees? But no, I, I think it was just no. Completely. They had there it was, was like a the, fire, the most... and that was it, or something. Yeah, yeah.
1: it was. The, the, they instead uh, it, like visual metaphors, like you know, right. you had yeah. like these dream sequences that um, Chloe was uh, or Max, you know, Chloe was going through. Um, yeah. and so they like did that stuff in metaphor as opposed to like actual supernatural bits yeah
2: yeah so i'm I'm kind of like i i i don't have super strong feelings about this one way or the other i i'm curious if they felt they needed to have supernatural stuff in here to kind of be like this is a proper life is strange game and that means supernatural powers are a part of this so we can be a little bit sci-fi but you know i i uh i could be convinced kind of either way this really worked for me so i i, I was very pleasantly surprised and then also of course it's like all right, folks. <laughs> like, are you going to walk this line, this very delicate, very difficult line for you know however many episodes are left? That's that's what I'm worried about more so than than feeling like there's anything really too stumbly about the first episode.
1: I am curious. So uh, <laughs> I thought I was a really bold and sort of daring to not make this a follow up about Chloe and Max, or at least not to make them like immediate side characters um, sure. because the Natural tendency well, is you don't want to you know. Mean like, just
3: Max? For you? For you. <laughs> For you. Uh, well,
1: look, supernatural powers, you know, anything is, anything is possible. Anything is possible. You didn't actually, you know, I didn't I went to I went to a funeral in my ending, but I didn't go I, I didn't see that right. body. So um and, oh boo, oh you know, her, her supernatural powers come back and she jumps through a portal and she changes things at yeah. the end. Um, there but... You go. Uh, <laughs> You know, they, you can do anything with time, or they could canonically choose, right? right. That you're somehow you're ending. You know, it, it ties into both. So, but, um, so it, I thought that was bold, and I I think it's like been creative and filling so far. But on a meta level, it does appear like this game didn't sell particularly well. Mm. like and it's, it's, it's certainly, uh, this is like just sort of based on like whatever raw data you can pull from like review numbers on Steam and comments. Like, just it just didn't seem like it landed it with the same impact um and that like speaks to the power of like chloe and max as characters that uh a huge part of why that first series landed uh in the way that it did i mean it certainly helped there were no other games really even trying to speak to an audience like that um but i'm worried that they're like there's a long time like this series is probably going to finish like around this time next year right like if they're taking three four months in between episodes like I'm I'm worried that they're going to feel the need to like back into that somehow to bring people back in because somehow with Captain Spirit and and there's powers in this and there's powers in uh, Life is Strange like th- at some point they're going to feel the need to like address like a larger sort of mythology of what's occurring here right. probably um, and I I just I'm more curious in seeing the story of. Um, uh, Sean and Daniel play out as opposed to I'm I'm fine if Chloe and Max like s- swoop in and out like give people an update <laughs> on like what's going on with those characters based on yeah. your ending um, I think that's totally cool and like that's fun um, but I hope they like keep the eyes forward on, on the ball with with these two characters and there's there's a lot they can do with them and I would hate for just because of of the sales or or something like that they would that would kind of force them into a more pandery version of of the story i have yeah. no, no reason to say that's going to happen but like the moment i saw that like sales were a little washy like immediately made me worried because square can be kind of a reactionary publisher right. um so we'll just see what happens um but i'm i i remain like super excited about where this could go and like i guess as my salt aside because my actual thing on my top 10 is uh <laughs> captain spirit um I wrote a big, uh, you know, a big review for that on the site when that came out back uh, in June, um, and did a follow-up piece talking uh, to uh, folks who had experienced uh, various forms of parental abuse in their lives about how that game spoke to them. Um, you know, I looked at uh, Captain Spirit; it really spoke to me as someone that like uh, thinks about like what happens in the worst-case scenario if like I was to wake up my partner was gone and i was on my own and like how do you handle life when like everything underneath you falls apart i like make it clear i do not think i would suddenly lapse into becoming an alcoholic abusive parent but i think like in the same way that we speak about how you know getting kidnapped and put in the back of a gas station or the other ways that uh life is strange sometimes slips into hyperbole or melodrama um Now, granted, Captain Spirit, the themes is playing with the parental abuse, like the the relationship between the father and son of that, that is pulling uh, from some very real things. I don't see myself in that exact relationship, but I saw so much of the fears that you can have over, like, what kind of person would you become if everything that you have used to stabilize your life was taken from you? And as someone that, you know, has been, you know, raising a daughter for two and a half years now, like— that episode just really spoke to me on on that level of uh, just trying to understand how your life completely changes when you know everything is is pulled out from under you. So, uh, I, even if you don't like Life is Strange, I would I don't know why I'd be listening to this podcast. And all the way it's
2: <laughs> <in>.
1: <laughs> but I've tried to tell people that even if some of Life is Strange didn't work for you, or you wanted to see like where the series has gone since, like maybe the first se- season didn't work for you. Captain Spirit takes the same uh, similar sort of like thematic dialogue jump that I think the second season gets to and so if you wanted to kind of see where it was and you only have to do something for 90 minutes Captain Spirit is a good uh, place to jump into but uh, I think that is going to do it for this discussion of the f- only the first episode yeah. of License Rate. I thought we would have gotten the second episode right. by now, but uh, I guess the second episode is coming uh, sometime uh, early uh, next year. Um, you can read all sorts of Waypoint's Game of the Year coverage over at waypoint.vice.com. Last year we did some Twitch streams. We're not really, you know, no promises or anything, stuff like that. We're, we're largely doing these essays, these podcasts. Uh, we're trying to find ways to have like really personal, intimate conversations about the things that meant a lot to us in 2018. So hopefully you're enjoying uh, this among uh, many others. I would tease the others, but who knows? Those podcasts might fall through at this point in <laughs> recording, so I don't want to promise anything except that there will be other podcasts. That's the one yeah, thing yeah. I, I feel 100% definitely, confident definitely. about is other podcasts. <laughs> so uh, you can follow me and all my work, follow my top ten list over uh, at Patrick Klubik. Danielle, how about you?
2: At Danielle Ri on Twitter.
1: Cato.
3: At a underscore cato underscore appears.
1: Uh, our thanks to uh, Two Mellow for the Christmassy music that I've been promised <laughs> by Austin <laughs> will be in this episode, or so replaced, with with <laughs> <laughs> replaced with a different replaced with a different thanks to Two Mellow uh, at a later date. Um, you can uh, follow everything that Two Mellow does at uh twomellowmakes.bandcamp.com That is the number two. Uh, instead of spelled out. So to mellowmakes.bandcamp.com and you can follow all of their work at Mellow Makes on Twitter. That's going to do it for our uh, conversation about Life is Strange. We'll, uh, we'll see you in the next podcast.